It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Napa know-how. When you purchase a set of Napa brake pads and rotors, you get a discount code from Fanatics.com worth up to $50 towards your favorite sports gear. While Napa can't help your team reach the promised land, we can help make sure your car will because these brakes come with something no sports team does. Guaranteed performance. Great brakes, great price, great fan gear. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Offer expires September 30th, 2017. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, welcome back. It's Bear Motter from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. And that's right, we're going to double down this episode. I got my man James Kroger back from Rams Podcast, uh, lured him back in. Appreciate it, bud. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Locked On Rams. I appreciate you having me on, and you say you lured me, lured me back in, but I kind of asked if I could be on this one, so you did. I'm not going to lie you, did. you guys. I had fun yesterday. I've been having fun with this. We're on a roll. Everything's exciting in Rams Nation, and I, I asked if I could come back on, you so know I, what? I appreciate it. I let you sit I let you sit in the read message for like 30 minutes, let you sweat it out, but uh, <laughs> no, I love having you, man. It's always good to kind of go back and forth with someone, so uh, great to have you back. And uh, it's the Wednesday edition of Lockdown Rams, so thanks for joining us, guys. Yesterday, uh, if you didn't get a chance to listen, go back, check it out. But we talked, kind of overview, James kind of told his story about how he watched the game, and we've, we've just kind of had um, just kind of a mess trying to watch a game together Yeah, which year, is almost good luck at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's I worked out that yesterday. way. Um, so we did an overview, we talked a little bit about that. We're going to dive a little bit deeper um, into some players. We've been showing massive amounts of love to the Rams, as they do deserve it, but... Um, we're also going to write some complaint forms today. We we're, certainly We're going to send them out, and uh, we're going to let uh, the Rams know some of the things that we think need to be worked on. So uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start with some positive stuff before we get there. NFL does power rankings every week. I talk about it on my show. Uh, I always usually read ESPNs as well. But um, NFL put out their power rankings today, and we locked in. See what I did there? Uh, at the number three spot. What? Exactly. Number three? Number three, man. In the NFL? In the NFL. Not just like, not like in the, you know. Best looking. NFC, not in NFC West, like in the NFL, all teams, right? <whistles> so, yeah, they definitely weren't ranking our uniforms. <laughs> uh, that would not have ranked in at three. Uh, even though we're doing really well with our mismatch uniforms, so maybe we just need to keep going with that. Just there, The uglier almost... we get, the more we win by it, yeah, seems like. Yeah, totally. So we ranked in at three. Only ahead of us were the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, both those teams sit at five and one. Rams, uh, obviously, as we all know, are four and two. Uh, but we're ahead of the likes of Carolina Panthers, uh, New England Patriots. Well, there seems to be some sort of battle between these quarterbacks who were drafted number one and two last season, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff, because you just mentioned the Eagles are in that list. Yeah. Well, uh, we still got a kind of a we odd head-to-head uh competition going between those two yeah and we're gonna see him later in the year and i guess we'll really find out who can take that trophy home uh this year as far as those uh dueling quarterbacks go drafted one two uh you know a couple drafts ago so that'll be a good one to watch can't wait to see that's here in la i believe cool. uh, but we don't have a home game for a while uh we'll get into that we are we are flying over to london here any day uh the team's still hanging out in jacksonville catching some r&r real quick i don't know if you guys 
uh, watched the Rams Snapchat. James, I don't even know if you had a chance to watch this Not yet. Not today, my friend. But they went and played some top golf. And if you're up for a good laugh, go watch the Rams <laughs> Snapchat and watch these guys at Top Golf. I was dying watching these guys who are so athletic. Try to swing a golf club. So we're definitely not top three in uh, we are de- golfing no, ability. No, no. If we have a charity event, we're not looking to rank high. Have you ever played top golf? Uh, it's pretty freaking fun. It is absolutely tons of fun. So I might go check that out on Snapchat after this conversation. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, before we get there, I want to just kind of finish up this power rankings talk. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Does, is three too high? Do you feel good there? Does it feel like we earned this? Do you feel like we they maybe threw us up too high? What, what are your thoughts on the power well, rankings? Well, looking at our record, I don't really think we're too high up there, but it is kind of shocking. You think about you know where we where how much we were talked about in the first quarter of the season, and we weren't getting a ton of respect, even though we were putting up all these solid numbers. And then obviously we take a look at the team last year, and there's absolutely no respect there. Right. Uh, but we're a brand new team, and we've been doing well. And you know, you and I have been talking on all these podcasts as far as where's this respect coming from, or where is the lack of respect. And right now it's almost like okay, you came on a little strong. We're number yeah. three. Like now we got a big bullseye on our back. I don't know if I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable there to be honest with you as a as a Rams fan, and I know Rams Nation feels the same. I saw some discussions on Twitter today. If you're a long-time Rams fan, you know how special this is uh, to have this record and to be this high in the rankings. So if you're a long-time Rams fan, this is this feels weird. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Well, and it's, it's weird, too, because all these NFL analysis, all these you know top experts, no one's been picking us to win the games. I mean, yeah. I was watching something uh, the other day before the game, and it, they went down the line, and no one picked the Rams. And then I saw another one that was all ESPN insiders, and I think one guy picked the Rams. So it's kind of funny that now all of a sudden, like you said, they, they've avoided us for so long, and now they feel like, well, I guess I guess we got to give them some love. But I was shocked to see us jump from 11 to 3 in the NFL.com. I think ESPN has us at like 6 or 8, and we only jumped uh, you know, a handful of spots. So I felt a little bit more comfortable with that one and, and making sense. But uh, we've played as an underdog mentally – the Rams team has, and you can kind of tell that's the way Coach has really been building them up. So I don't expect things to change. Obviously, I don't think these guys are going to be reading something and be like, I'm nervous now. Well, we've definitely gone through the season having to 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 prove ourselves. You know, we played a couple, quote, crappy teams in the beginning. Obviously, Andrew Luck against Indianapolis was gone, and you know, everybody said, well, it's the Colts. Well, then you guys faced San Francisco, so, you know, it makes sense. But yeah. when we faced teams like Dallas and we beat them, it was like, oh, well, you know, it's Dallas. Dallas isn't doing great this year, but we still made a statement there. And those are one of the team. Those are one of the games that you go into thinking, "Well, this is our proving ground." Same situation when we faced the Seahawks at home. It's kind of one of those games you're really nervous about and saying, "Well, you know, we're got, not getting that respect around the NFL." But if we win this game, right. that's when that respect's going to come through. Obviously, we lost that game by just a, a, a catch. Um, and then we face Jacksonville, who just beat the Steelers, and say, okay, now this is really proving ground on the road, an East Coast team, somebody who just beat the Steelers. I think they had five turnovers against Big Ben. So, yeah. you know, this is another one of those games where we're trying to continue to prove ourselves, and it looks like we actually get, it's actually working. Well, they better keep it up because life isn't getting easier. We've, you know, we, we've mentioned this a handful of times. We're heading over to London to face the Cardinals, who are playing a lot better ball, especially with the addition of Adrian Peterson. Uh, that's in London. You never know how a team's going to react and, yeah. and when you do a big trip like that. We come back and get one, uh, what we would maybe say, quote-unquote, an easy one against the Giants, but also could be looked at as a trap game coming back thinking we're going to just win this before we head home. And then it, you know, it doesn't get easier. we got Texans, Vikings, Saints, all three of those teams right now sitting near or at the top of their division and playing really, really well. So 
Um, our schedule isn't getting any easier, and so hopefully we can ride this out, this momentum, and take advantage and get wins when we when we can. You know, I was looking at that Washington game as we we're kind of moving along here on the season, and at, at the beginning I felt this was one that we we're going to look back and, and regret not being able to pull out a win. Uh, thankfully, we've been able to rattle off a couple in a row here. Uh, but you've got to take advantage of those wins when you get them. New York is one of those I'm circling. Don't want to look too far ahead, uh, but we got to take advantage of those games when we can. But uh, exciting stuff. We're number three in the power rankings. I guess take advantage of it while we can. We've been overlooked for a long time. Now we're getting jumped to the top, so feels good to be on top. And, hey, you're right. If we want to keep winning these ball games, at some point we're going to be ranked up there, so better get comfortable now, get used to it, and then we'll wiggle up into that number one spot. Hey, no pressure, no diamonds, right? Exactly. So let's make some diamonds. And yeah, you're, you're completely right. The one thing about this London game is it's a must-win for the Rams because you mentioned New York Giants. Seattle actually plays them this week, and I have a big feeling Seattle's probably going to win that game. Double scout um, game. Double scout game. So with that win, uh, we're going to have to come back and face this team, and you know we will have to win in another divisional game in London against Arizona. So it's a little bit more pressure, continued pressure on us. Definitely. Well, as we kind of shift gears here, I don't know if we talk too much about injuries. Uh, we actually recorded our Rams podcast yesterday. Um, I know we touched on it there, but <clears throat> let's just go over uh, here a little injury update. I know McVeigh kind of spoke the last couple uh, days about some of this. So what do you have as far as injuries? How are we looking heading over? Any roster moves? You know, things going on? Yeah, so you know, we mentioned yesterday that how... F- we are very fortunate right now to not really have too many major injuries going on. Yeah. Think about around the NFL, some of these issues that these these teams have to deal with, Aaron Rodgers, J.J. Watt. But we are looking pretty good. The one player that's been continually mentioned on social media is Lance Dunbar. Uh, what's going on with him? Everybody's been asking us and asking uh, Adam Rams Podcast, what's, what's the deal there? I sent out an update yesterday. But essentially, um, they have a five-week window to allow him to practice. Um if he doesn't return in that time, he'll remain on the pup list. But right now, he is healthy and ready to play. So once once he actually begins practicing, they have the Rams have 21 days to activate him to the 53-man roster. If he isn't activated, he'll stay on the pup list for yeah, you guessed it, the rest of the season. So and it's you kind know of what? A sticky I situation. think you mentioned this yesterday. You know, out of sight, out of mind, and especially the way that our running backs are doing, and we're yeah. throwing Tavon in there as well. I was really curious, beginning of the season, to see what Lance Dunbar was going to bring, especially as he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and we can use him now, looking at how our special teams is kind of shaken out. Uh, we could have used him in returning some kicks and punts, but uh, we're pretty solid at that position, so we haven't really missed him. That's a name, obviously, we haven't heard too much about, so... Uh, interesting to see how the Rams are going to play that out once he gets you know fully ready to maybe make a return. Yeah, and just to give you guys, uh, you know, we talked about Gurley and who's currently in uh, that running back position and why you know why I tweeted yesterday if it ain't broke don't fix it. In the past three years, he's played 33 games uh, with the Cowboys. He's got 55 passes for 554 yards in that span, carrying it only 43 times. McVeigh was actually asked about this earlier today, and he said, "Quote: That's a decision we're going to have to make." He's available to start practicing this week, and then really you've got to cl- you've got a clock that starts. I'm actually going to get with Les Snead after this. We're going to discuss when to start that clock, whether it'll be this week where he can start practicing, or we wait until after the bye, which I'm feeling 95% sure yeah. we're going to wait till after the bye. Um, there's a handful of things involved in that discussion, and that's something we'll want to have a decision on very shortly. So 
I think we all kind of know internally that that's going to be an after the bye. Yeah, uh, sounds like it. There's no need to, like you said, once he starts practicing, they've got 21 days to activate him onto the roster. So, and as he mentioned in his quote, once you once you get him going, the clock starts. So you might as well take that bye, really step back, see how the team's going, and really evaluate the situation there. Then you can get him back into practice and make the move from there. So I think he's onto something there. I think you're onto something as well. I think this is going to come at the bye or after the bye. Uh, another person I want to talk about, which you know we're, we still have, you know, only other person that's been um, having some some issues has been Lamarcus Joyner. Uh, mm-hmm. He had that hamstring; it's kind of been a nagging injury. One thing I gotta say, I gotta love how the Rams have approached this. We've stayed pretty cautious with him and not re- bringing him back in a hurry. Uh, those things are tricky. Uh, they tend to linger. We don't want to see him go. I'd love to see, especially as we're playing so well and Cody Davis. And Josh Johnson and, you know, the rest of that yes. secondary is really filling in in that role. So uh, Nickel Roby Coleman has, has filled in there as well. So no need to rush him back, kind of like the running back situation we were just coming off with Dunbar. So hopefully we've, there's talks about him playing this week. We haven't gotten an official statement or word if he's going to play, but he'll be traveling with the team. So it'll be interesting to see if we finally get to see him back in action or if they're going to rest him another week, take advantage of, uh, you know, a little bit more time for him to heal up. Yeah, and I think they will do that. All right, so we've talked about power rankings. We've talked about injury reports. Man, let's get to some some tough criticism here. All right. And a segment we're going to call Complaint Forms. Complaint Forms. Here we go. Good thing I brought my list. All right. So here's how it works. We're going to go back and forth, and we're going to talk about something that we see improvement. And we're going to write them a note. We're going to send it out. Jimmy Fallon, I believe, does thank you notes. We're going to do Complaint Forms. And uh, James, this was one of your little baby creations, so I'm going to let you lead off with this. All right. So, guys, first complaint form I have, this goes to Mr. Jared Goff, CC Sammy Watkins. (laughs) (laughs) Subject line, new number, who dis? Because (laughs) there seems to be kind of a big disconnect there. It almost seems like Jared Goff has lost Sammy Watkins' number. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, all the attempts we saw this season, he or this past couple games, he was overthrown twice. Last game, he actually had four attempts and only connected on one for 11 yards. But still, we saw him throwing that deep ball and just never connected. We also what happened last week against the Seahawks, and Sammy Watkins actually got on Twitter and was, you know, retweeting some very kind of controversial stuff as far as not getting the ball. So I know that Sammy's ready to play. I know he's hungry. I know that we went into the season having him think that he was going to be our number one target overall and we had discussed uh, in a, a couple podcasts you know just because he's not getting the ball you know he's creating a major distraction that will actually open up this offense right. well I think people are starting to learn that Watkins isn't really going to get that deep ball and they're closing in that gap and covering us a little more tight which we still have an open offense but it doesn't really keep it as open as we want and what we had in the beginning of the season so Sammy and Jared Goff I gotta let you know, I got a major complaint for him here. I think the rest of Rams Nation does. Even though you're doing a great job, uh, we want to see more out of you two. So I'm going to go ahead and stamp that, fold it up, and uh, put that in the mail for these two. All right, they better reply. Because <laughs> we're watching this week. All right, well, my first complaint for him, that was a good one, by the way. Thanks. Uh, is going to go to the first quarter slash first half defense. Nice. And my subject line is, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> Damn it, boys. Get your coffee. Get your pregame workout in. 
We need D.C. to show up in the first quarter, first half of the game because the production from our defense to start a game has been lackluster at best. So they need to get their morning brew or that pre-workout going before they hit the field. Um, We've done an amazing job of making adjustments in the second quarter or in the second half. Uh, But this is twice we've let 100 yards being rushed in the first quarter alone. Uh, We saw that last week with Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he had 75 yards on one of those runs alone. But we need to get up and get at him right away. They've They've done a great job. Obviously, we turned it around and really held Leonard Fournette to only about 60-something yards after that, um, and we really locked up that defense. But we can't get behind, especially as we're playing a lot of these games on the road. We needed to come out right away and shut it down and let them know that this Rams defense is that defense old, and they're not going to be getting these big gashing yards early in the first quarter. And we don't need to have our coach go into halftime and always do a pep talk to get the boys ready to go. So we need to come out of the gates firing so that's who my complaint form goes to this week would be the defensive line and the defensive unit in the first quarter. Wake up, boys. All right, all right. Sign, sealed, delivered. Hey. All right, so let me get my pen back out here, Bear. I'm ready to write my other complaint form. This one goes to Sneed and Cronky and to whoever else it may concern. Subject line. You missed your optometrist appointment, and you need to see me because you're not seeing clearly, my, my friends. <laughs> um, you need your contacts and your glasses back because, yeah, we gave Alec Ogletree a 50-plus million dollar four-year extension. The initial feedback we all saw on social media was, hello, we have the best player in the NFL, Mr. Aaron Donald. Ever heard of him? Do you see him leading all of these stats for a defensive tackle, he's still leading all these stats. Everybody can still considers him around the NFL one of the best, if not the best in the league. Now, power rankings were number three, and we can attribute a lot of that really to what Aaron Donald has done. So everybody says pay the man. Hashtag pay the man. So I think these guys need to go back to their eye doctor and just read that that font, that big font right in front of their face mm. and uh, write out a check for this guy because pay the all man. of Rams Nation agrees that we need to pay this man. And so they're going to major complaint for him. Uh, this one's coming in a red envelope because it's Ooh. high priority. All high right. priority. I like it. So uh, on the way, guys. Hope you get it soon. All right. Well, let's wrap this puppy up with one more complaint form going out. And I'm going to write this one to Jared Goff. And the offense on third downs. Ooh, okay. Third Makes down sense. offense. I That's what this one's going out to. Subject line. Hello. <laughs> Are you there? Four for 13 last game. And looking over the past few games, that has been an area of struggle for the Rams. Third down, moving the ball when we need. Yes, we've gotten very timely third down pickups. But overall, the production has been down there. It's been one of the struggles for Jared Goff this year. He started out really hot. Uh, on third down and in the red zone, cooled off over the past few games. Todd Gurley had two rushes on third and one last game and got zero yards. Uh, We look back to when Jeff Fisher was here, it was almost third and anything, and everyone in the whole stadium knew it was going to Todd Gurley. So I understand we still have to give him the ball on third and one. He's got to be able to get to it. But they had a couple little cheeky plays where they ran up really quick, and I think at one, Todd Gurley was a fullback. We tried to give him a quick dive. 
Uh, I'd like to see almost a little play-action rollout, give Jared Goff the option to throw, run, dump it off short, go a little bit deeper. Uh, but we got to mix up that play calling on third down. And we got to set ourselves up to have third and shorts. When we're doing third and longs, that, that percentage really goes down to convert. So our third down offense on the road has got to step up, especially uh, what that's going to do is bring our defense and have some more rest for them on the side and not making them always have to be going back out there. Um, and also, if we can get a couple of those first downs, it's going to make it easier for if we do have to bring in the punting unit, give Johnny Hecker some room and allow him to do what he does best and punt the ball back inside the 20-yard line. So my last complaint for him, it's going out to the third down offense. Mm. Boys, step it up. Let's go. Let's move the football on third down. Sign, sealed, delivered. <laughs> well, Bear, I'm glad we did that because uh, I think the Rams still need to hear that. Yeah, you guys are in the third place right now. Uh, in the power rankings, but you do need to always be adjusting and improving. I want to maybe end this segment with a compliment for him. Okay. Because I think they deserve it. We, right. they, we can't be hating 100%. So I want to fill out my compliment for him, if that's okay with you. Uh, this one is directly being sent to Mr. Pharaoh Cooper because he leads the NFL in kickoff return yardage with 476. He's 164 more yards than uh, McKinnon from Minnesota, who is currently in second place there, and also on my fantasy team has been doing well for me. Thank you very much. But he has the most attempts at 15 and leads also leads the league in average return at 31.7 per attempt. So I want to give a little compliment uh, over to Farrah Cooper. I'm sorry I didn't give my subject line. My subject line is going to be good for you, and thank you for improving. <laughs> good for you. Good for you. So, yeah, we'll sit, let's end this on a positive note going into uh, the Thursday episode. All right. I dig it. I appreciate it. All right, James. Well, if you get to get a compliment in, I guess I got better throw one out there, too. Don't want to look like a jerk that hosts the show. Um... <laughs> And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out and do a compliment form. Okay. Scoop, 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 scoop. To Roger Stafford and the offensive line. The offensive line has been one of the underrated uh, as far as getting the attention. Those big guys in the middle, they only get yelled at when they mess up. And I want to give some love because Roger Stafford is cracked into the pro football focus highest guard uh, offensive ranking this week. And he ranked in at 83.1 efficiency, which put him fourth on the list behind, I was going to name these guys, but I don't know who the heck these guys are because they're offensive linemen. And like I just said, we don't know who the heck a lot of these people are. So, but I know my guy. You don't know Brandon Scurf? (laughs) And uh, I got to give some credit to Roger because he has really stepped it up. Obviously, we got the big addition of Whitworth. uh, And they put a lot of pressure on the rest of the offensive line to really stepping up to that level uh, last year, he was kind of one of the only mainstays on the line, uh, but he's done such a great job really filling in and taking, I don't want to say a backseat role, but being kind of one of the leaders on that offensive line last year and kind of really letting Whitworth come in and do what he does best and learning from him. And it goes back to that saying, we, not me. So big ups to Roger. Appreciate you protecting our main man, Goff. Keep it up. And you get a compliment form from Bear. Hey, gold star from Bear. On the way. All right. A little bit more complaint and one more compliment before we end the show. Oh, I have one negative, one positive to to roll you guys out to the rest of your day. So Bear mentioned we've we've been talking about this all episode. We are number three in the NFL official rankings. But the Sean McVay era is still... Uh, not quite meeting expectations when it comes to some of these predictions. Despite leading the NFL in points per game at 29.8, yeah, we are still leading the NFL in points per game. 
the Rams have less than a 30% chance of reaching the postseason by current metrics. This Boo. is all on uh, ESPN, uh, FPI, so this doesn't mean anything to me. I just want to let you guys know. I don't agree with it, but it's here. I want to put, put us all in check with our egos. Uh, right now, it's saying we have a 14% chance to win the division, 26% chance of making the playoffs, and then less than 1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I think it's more of like a 5% chance winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they've got us predicted win-loss at 8-8, eight and eight, so they're expecting a big fall apart yeah, here. Which so you know what? Screw you guys over there. Yeah. So um, after that negative, let's end with a positive. We've been bragging about the special teams and what they did this last game specifically, but the Rams special teams contributed 17 extra points added EPA in Sunday's win over the Jaguars. The highest EPA total for any special teams unit in the last 10 years. The Rams got a kickoff return, obviously by Cooper, a blocked punt by Littleton, and for a touchdown, Greg the leg made a 56-yard field goal that was huge, and Johnny Hecker pinned four punts inside the opponent's 20. So I was, uh, wanted to end on that uh, that positive note there. Yeah, got to love that. Our special teams unit, as we always mention, when they walk in the building, they're the best in the stadium. So continue that success, guys. We're going to be back. Uh, still working on getting a couple guys, and if not, we'll probably just call James. He's always he's never doing anything. <laughs> He'll do. He'll do. He's never doing anything. I'm like he, waiting outside my door, yeah. with my handshaking. I hope he calls. I hope he calls. I hope he calls. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate Rams Nation. If you haven't done it yet, go leave us a review on iTunes. And also, we're dropping our new Rams podcast episode in the next couple days, so keep an eye out for that. If you're not following James, do it at James Kroger three. Super creative, by the Jay way. Jay Kroger 3. I showed it. Oh, yeah. Jay Kroger 3. <laughs> and then also at Rams Podcast. And then if you're not following me, come on. <laughs> Why do you listen to me every day? Come on. <laughs> at LA underscore Rambling Bear and at Lockdown Podcast. Scratch that. At Lockdown Rams. So, guys, I appreciate listening as always. Uh, Rams Nation, I'm proud to be a part of this and can't wait till next episode. As always, reach out to me with questions, comments, concerns. All right, guys, you know the deal. Until next time, Rams Nation, peace. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.